Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. So air power, huh? <laughs> no longer. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, we recorded the episode, our last episode. I needed to take an extra few days to edit the episode. And then uh, one of the things that we spoke about, which was air power very briefly, then ceased to exist by the time that we recorded, the time we released it, which, yeah. which, is, which is very funny to me. Um, <laughs> Mike was right. I said on this show and many other shows a long time ago that I didn't think this product would ever exist because it seemed bonkers to me uh, and it will never exist. But I guess I'm sure, well, okay, just being on Twitter that day, I was seeing your material docs pop up a lot. So was it a good day for you? Yeah, Yeah, it was really good. It was probably the single best day of sales outside of the launch day for the material dog for the yeah, material for dog sure. yeah. yeah so that was cool yeah it's not like it, it's i tapered off some it was not like it's it was like big and then it like remained big i think it was basically probably people who saw like tweets going around or had like mm-hmm. saw it seen it before and didn't pull the trigger cuz they thought the air power is coming but then the air power wasn't coming, so they're like, "Oh, well, this works." Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's cool. Uh, it's funny that <laughs> like we ended up with this product that is like more unique now um, than there's a couple more on the market now, but uh, ours is definitely pretty unique in terms of like at least the styling and stuff. So um, yeah, it's cool. I keep getting Instagram ads for uh, other yeah, products that are similar. Constantly. It's everywhere. The the sexiest three in one charging <laughs> station. It's not a word. It's not a word I would use to describe it. Mine are not so erotic, uh, but they are like. See why a billion people on Kickstarter thought this was the charger for them, right? And they're just like these horrifically looking. Like there's this one. I don't. Re- I don't remember what it is, but it looks like these like three distinct plastic things that have just been stuck together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like I don't, I don't get it. But there are some that are like legitimately good looking too. But yeah. I look at them and I don't, especially if they're not products you can buy. I, I definitely don't believe in them, right? Yeah, well, it's you know, it's I mean, it's pretty easy to stick three chi coils on a mat. Like that's really easy to do, and like not a problem. There might be like some heat issues depending on, but. uh but yeah, so that, I mean, those probably work fine. Yeah, the trouble comes when you're trying to cram 32 coils in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even yeah. realize, uh, I, well, I, hadn't, I had not really kind of investigated what air power was all about to begin with. I thought the issues that they were having were, was more about uh, kind of the, the, the cheap, the quote unquote, like chi plus stuff they were trying to do, where it would like communicate to your phone, like what device was on, and have that kind of like syncing in that way. Like, I had no idea that they were cramming like 32 coils into this thing, uh, which is like a crazy engineering uh, thing that 
in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, that seems like that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, some of that stuff is just like physics, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, well, <laughs> this creates heat because that's what it does when you have resistance in a copper wire and current going through it. I mean, it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. It's I, I mean, it's funny because we don't ever do it on that scale, but we definitely when we are like designing products, we you know we make leaps. We 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 do the same thing, which is like this doesn't work yet but will it will work you know like we have faith that we can figure it out basically and so i mean right you know if i was apple and you know they do that all the time but you know you have all these like world-class engineers you'd be like yeah surely we can figure this out so like makes like could an example of that be like imagine when you were building the mark one and you like prototype the mechanism yeah well yeah this doesn't move perfectly but when i have a machine that i know can do it to my specification it will work yeah or like even like with the glyph you know the most recent glyph uh the lever was never like it never was durable or like snapped well enough um but we just like had to have faith that we could find the right material basically and like tweak the dimensions right with injection molded plastic so stuff like that where we're we're, i mean we're almost always kind of um like yeah like basically taking a, a little bit of a risk in that we'll figure it out the cosmonaut was probably the biggest leap yeah, of faith where we had sure. a super crude prototype i mean like the one of the we showed a couple things in the video one of which was just like a regular cheapo stylus with like a 3d printed body just like wrapped around it uh so we were really that was really kind of jumping off the ledge, stepping off the ledge in terms of like, oh, we'll be able to figure out uh, like how to do a capacitive tip. Uh, that's like a thing that's made. People make that. We can do that. And mm-hmm. we did. We got there eventually, but it just took much longer than we thought it would. So I did want to know, actually, if uh, you got a lot of new feedback about the material docs. Well, like people kind of wishing you to make a thing in a certain way now. Did that change at all? For sure, yeah. I mean, we got. Uh, f- I mean, people were excited about people that hadn't seen the material doc before. Were like, "Oh yeah, this this looks good. I'm gonna try this." Um, but we kind of coinciding with the uh, the new AirPods with Qi charging. People now just want like a completely wireless solution. So basically, like two Qi chargers in some configuration, and then the Apple Watch thing. Uh so I, I think we'll probably eventually look at that. I mean, I think we, we'll probably transition to all wireless at some point, not mm-hmm. anytime soon necessarily, but I think that's something we've got kind of percolating in, in the back of our heads. And I also we'll bet that the watches will go chi, like, like officially chi too or something. Like, it seems weird to me that like the watches are still holdouts kind of. I always uh, thought that, but isn't there less of a reason to do that now? Well, I don't know. It's really nice to be able to just throw your watch down on a chi charger somewhere and charge it. Like, you know, uh, I mean, I think Apple d- understands that that is a thing that people want to do. Like, especially yeah. if more and more people have chi chargers in their house, it's like, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Cause you know, as long as you have a band that, um, will get out of the way it's easy mm-hmm. to just lay it down on something i mean there are i think some issues i think they will do it still but like yeah. i i think the reason to do it has changed i think the reason that it was happening the reason that the rumors say like oh they're gonna have a ceramic back now because apparently that helps somehow 
um, mm-hmm. to get the the connection that they need or whatever. Like I think that that made way more sense to me when when Apple made a product that they wanted you to buy, right? Like that that would charge that well, way. I don't know. I bet you. I bet. I think a lot of people like to think about Apple being like making money on cables and stuff, mm-hmm. and like they do, and I'm sure they like certainly think about that, but. They also really care about user experience, right? And I so agree. I, I don't see them making a decision where it's like, we could do this and it'd be convenient, but we're not gonna. No, I can't <laughs> imagine that they would now be like, oh, we were going to make this Qi watch and now we're not going to. But like, yeah, if yeah. they, I, I could imagine that if there was like, let's imagine that the decision hadn't been made or whatever, right? Like maybe it wasn't going to be this one, but the one after. And it's like, oh yeah, but we have to make it a little bit thicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I can imagine them being like, Eh, we'll wait longer. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. Well, I I would put money that the next Apple Watch it will be Chi, will be Chi because I think they want to. You know, they've they've been trying to push this wireless future for a while anyway, right? Like going back to stripping all the ports off the laptops, right? Like, yeah, Apple likes to believe that the world is wireless, whether it is or it isn't, depending on your personal outlook. Um, so I I think they will go there. The, the fact that they did it to the AirPods. You know, would make me think that they're going to do it to the to the Apple Watch too at some point. Everything's going buttonless, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially because the Apple Watch's charging method—it's not a million miles away from Qi anyway. Like the way that you do it, the way that you kind of like deal with it, right? That you put it down on something, like it's actually not that far away from that kind of method anyway. Well, it is the same thing. They're just not implementing a protocol. I mean, it's still like inductive charging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Like not like it literally is. Yeah. I, I saw someone uh i think i saw this like on a, a someone commenting or on twitter or something where it's interesting that apple's air power proposal was like p- pure x and y freedom like you could you could put it anywhere and it will charge and that was kind of their downfall is like to do that they had to have a million coils in there it's interesting that their approach and i think this exists in other products like other samsung chargers or whatever where they do it more like the apple watch where it's like magnetically aligning to where let's say there's like three distinct regions on the pad and then they build the watch already has it, but into the AirPods and the phones as well, like magnets, so that they just kind of like lock into place on the pad instead of having to like blindly guess where to place it. It's kind of I'd be interested to know if that was ever under consideration or the reasons kind of why they didn't take that approach instead of uh, a million coils in the pad. Um, I, I, obviously, it's appealing to have the the kind of X Y freedom thing, but I think the fact that the Apple Watch puck magnetically connects to the watch is nice it makes like a really clean connection Mm -hmm. it's actually one of the things that's nicer about that compared to chi charging right Mm -hmm. because like uh, even with the airpods like i feel like i have to get it on the pad in the right place Mm -hmm. because like i've put it down and it's not been in the right place it's like this is one of the things i actually don't like about chi like I am a chi denier, as, as you know, <laughs> we made very clear on this show and in other places. But like, I don't like how fiddly it is. Like, like mm-hmm. I want it to be way easier than it actually is. Um, yep. Where, like, in my mind, it's just well, it's down now, so it will charge, and it's not. It's not like a big difficulty, but like I know that if the cable's in. Like, if I've done the thing, if I've put the cable in or I've put it in my material dock, my iPhone, because I have the, the just the standard ones, mm-hmm. I know it's charging because mm-hmm. I know the cable's connected. 
But like with Qi, I still feel like I'm I whenever I whenever I charge my AirPods or whenever I charge an iPhone, I feel like I still am paying more attention to it than I do with a more traditional dock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will get there. It will, I mean, yeah. I mean obviously Apple, that's what they wanted too, right? I'm sure they wanted to That's like what AirPower was all path. about, right? Because someone yeah. who had a, an opinion like me was unhappy with it. So they were like, well we can do it this other way. Where like basically if you're touching the mat it charges. Which is is a great idea, but as said, it breaks the laws of physics. Yeah. Well man, I bet it doesn't. I bet it doesn't break the laws of physics. I bet it just like fails maybe five percent of the time or maybe even one percent of the time and that's like too much for them you know it's like well like you can make it work but you have to make a consideration that you're not happy with yeah exactly it it must just be like because obviously they were like far along like far like into production so they must have had validated parts that worked well you know it's just like at what level does it you know Mm -hmm. need to perform so it will come i bet something will either come or it'll be revived or something so right but with this though you guys have kind of found yourself in a in a right place right time scenario you had a product that you already had stock of available to sell on that day mm-hmm. yeah well we didn't have stock but yeah yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, we're back again. at least uh you were ready to sell it right like yeah yeah, yeah right. i mean that's uh that's something that's happened to us a few times and it's always really nice and you can never really plan for it. I mean, you you can sometimes kind of read the tea leaves or be prepared for it, uh, in various ways. But, um, yeah, I don't really know what kind of lessons to draw from it. Um, I mean, another, I think the, the example that really sticks out of my head is from years ago when, uh, that app draw something for iPad was really popular. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember the Cosmonaut was the companion to draw something for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Draw something was like a a Pictionary. It was like an online Pictionary. You could play with friends uh, like in real time. Uh, And we the Cosmonaut was like fairly kind of new and fresh in people's minds at that time. And so we had like a great few weeks of sales. Like I, I, I might be misremembering, but I feel like it, it nearly matched kind of like what a launch would feel like. Uh, I think we also like in a, like a super uh, lucky uh, turn. I think we we're also doing like a five by five uh, sponsorship. This yeah, is like, we this puts you in the correct era of like <laughs> when uh when this is all happening uh and so i've just googled draw something and cosmonaut and uh-huh. there's like a pc world article there's a marco.org article like there's uh-huh. just a, a next web article there's like a bunch of like uh people recommending the cosmonaut yeah. because of draw something that's hilarious yeah so that was so that's like a perfect example of just like being this kind of flash in the pan thing was happening with this app. And we were just like super lucky to be positioned to take advantage of that. So again, like a similar thing happened with, uh, with this air power material doc. And it's just really nice. Well, obviously it's like nice to get more sales, but it's sometimes these unexpected things will happen and you can't kind of uh, like if you have a launch of a new product and it isn't as big as you wanted it to be 
Um, like you can't put all your eggs in the launch basket, I guess, because if you, if you have a product and kind of people know about it, I guess like there's always a chance that these kind of fluky things happen where you're kind of like perfectly positioned to take advantage of it. So that's happened a few times for us. And it's always just like, Oh, this is so awesome. And it just makes me so happy that we like have a catalog of products kind of in existence to, you know, occasionally take advantage of these things. I, um, I, there's a next web article from, uh, let's see, what's the date? Why don't these, uh, May 23rd, 2012. I'm looking at it so, right now. Yeah. And there's a quote <laughs> from Dan Provost here. It says, Whoa. it's hard, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what was driving the sales because we had an awesome coincidence where the week prior paper was launched and we were running a sponsorship promotion on the five by five network that ended up being a really good timing where the app, the app. Perfect for the Cosmonaut was released. We had a really good spike. It was easily five to even ten times as much as we were typically seeing a day. It was a significant boost. Dang. <laughs> That's a heck of a quote. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, paper had just come out as well. Like, you were really yeah. riding yeah. A, an unintentional wave, right, at that point? Yeah. How long had you been kind of like with stock available? Because it was a Kickstarter too, right? Well, that was like a year from when the Kickstarter started, roughly. So yeah, we it launched basically the Christmas of 2011 11, is kind of yeah. when we started delivering and we're in stock. So only you know half a year or whatever, which must have been yeah. pretty like incredible at that time anyway, because it was like, well, the product is just it is what it is now. We know what it sells. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, now he has a bunch more to sell. Yeah, cool. no, it was great because that was a that was a rough time. I mean, to, to just reminisce back then, you know, we had like launched the glyph. It was it was good. It was a success. We still kind of kept our jobs. And then after we launched the Cosmonaut, and it also did well on Kickstarter, that's when we took Studio Newt full time and quit our jobs. And then we just went through this slog of trying to get the Cosmonaut made, and it was so brutal. <laughs> and it took, I mean, in hindsight, it was only it's not brutal. Yeah, it was like six months or something. But it was our <laughs> first experience of like, oh, making this stuff was really hard. <laughs> yeah, because you guys and, thought that you were like white hot right like ah we're great (laughs) well it wasn't no no no. i don't think it was arrogant it was we just had such a first of all you know we started with zero experience then we had this glyph experience which was so easy yeah but i mean you had no reason to believe that you couldn't do it is what i mean right it's just like it was just oh this is just something we got we can do this like we Mm -hmm. we know what Mm -hmm. to do right yeah well yeah yeah but looking back at that now it was like nothing. It's like it was oh, all yeah. self-inflicted, like nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, <laughs> but it was super stressful. Yeah, it was self-inflicted. Like I think the key lesson is we launched. We hadn't gotten far enough in the uh, kind of design process. Like we kind of re totally revamped how the cosmonaut kind of existed as a in terms of the engineering of it midway through because we kind of had to because what we were originally thinking didn't quite work. Um. So yeah, so we had kind of like just been through that and we were finally through it and finally selling them. And so it was like just like a a relief to be done with that. And then to just like, you know, a few months later have this boost of sales. Like it felt felt really good. It was a real kind of morale booster. But like this isn't a way that you can plan your business though, right? Like to hope that something might, that you all will create a product now and it might do okay. And then we'll hope in a year that, somebody fails or succeeds and it makes like it rises our ship as well yeah 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I think. I mean, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure Dan is the same as me. But like the way that I view like our trajectory basically is like we work on a product, we like release it, and then it sells, and hopefully it does well. But we don't. Yeah, we don't like pretend that there's a lot that we can really do to like tip that scale a lot. Um, like even like in advertising and marketing, kind of. So in my mind, it's like always a plus. But like my um, my like default is like that it you know it will spike with a launch and then it will kind of like slowly trail off and then you know hopefully it like like very slowly trails off and there's like a real thick kind of ongoing uh level of like revenue but um you know we, yeah we never think that it's like starting to like climb a hill or like grow slowly or at least that's my that's never my like uh expectation so it's always like a nice plus but we definitely don't i mean i think like for my mind like our business is focused on like product launches really rather than like gro- like growth of products that exist basically but is it possible do you think to build things into your business that will allow you to be ready to react and adapt in these types of situations yeah we 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 had talked well on the product development side we have always kind of talked about because we've seen other companies um be more aggressive especially like in the apple world like with releasing things like uh dodo case um we're one of the first ones to release like a apple watch like stand basically or like charging holder thing and because they like soon as the apple watch was released or even like rumors they like did a rendering and were like hey we designed this thing this is what's going to be you can pre-order it now um, with basically like no product development um and so we have always thought about like trying to do that or doing that more um but what always happens to us is we just we want more time like we want to have more time to kind of really consider things and like have the products and stuff instead of like making a bunch of assumptions in the design and then um to like capitalize on like an apple product launch or something so you know we have definitely played with the idea of like really being ready and like launching it and getting the timing right but it never works out <laughs> and so and so like we we did that we tried that with the material the chi material doc thing that we, we were trying to do some timing thing you know but it uh it doesn't never seems to really work out so i don't i don't know if it's even worth it and it was a mistake to like i think to like try to rush the material doc t- to get some timing thing and then we weren't really ready. And so there was like the launch was worse because we weren't ready and all that stuff for the holidays and all that stuff. So I think we're just done with that game of like timing anything, basically, because uh, it just doesn't suit our design process, basically. Yeah, that's it. I had kind of totally forgot that that is how we used to do things, <laughs> uh, because, yeah, we were very I mean, especially me, just very kind of keyed into the the kind of Apple world and following the rumor mill really closely and all that stuff. So yeah, I think a lot of just product timelines and even product ideas were kind of considered around this, uh, this timeline of like what, what Apple's doing basically for Apple related stuff. Um, and yeah, I think we, we've gone away from that completely in some ways because things like, uh, you know, a pen, a nice clicky pen is not tied to anything like that could release at any time and, and it's fine. Um, but like the, 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 the Chi material docs is like, 
I think early on we, were, we we thought it was really important to be kind of like the first to do something, kind of like first out of the gate uh, to get that press hit or whatever. But like, there's there's tons of uh, Chi Chargers. Like, we're certainly not even close to the first to do that. Um, so it's more of just like relying on, I, I guess you know, like our design sensibilities and you know the Studio Neat brand. I guess of like this is going to come out when it comes out, and you either like it or you don't. But it's not you're not kind of getting it because it's the, it's the first thing that, uh, that is right. available that can do this thing. But that's the thing that you can only get after time though. Right. Like you couldn't have started your company that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating question because I think that was a lot, that is a lot of what the glyph was is like, Oh, this is kind of the first I've seen of, you know, putting your iPhone, like respecting the iPhone camera enough to where you're like wanting to mount it on a tripod. Uh um, That was a pretty new concept at the time. And so I think certainly that contributed to the success of that product. And, you know, Cosmonaut, definitely not the first stylus, but I think it was the first stylus that had that approach of, you know, no, we had like really sound kind of design reasoning of like, this should feel like a fat marker, not a thin pencil. Um, yeah, I don't think it's about first. I think we used to think it was about first or like innovative or something like we, but I, I really think it's about, is there some unmet like need out there? Um, and do we have a product that like fulfills the need and tells the story properly? And if those things are true, uh, people will buy it. And it's not about sometimes if you're first, um, you can get a lot of press or like, yeah, you're you're the first one to meet this need. And so it's like you're like creating a need or something. And so that's kind of a different story. And that's great if you can do it. But honestly, like I think the things like even from like an SEO or like e-commerce perspective, the things that drive sales for us are people mentioning it on Twitter, uh, people like posting things on like Reddit or saying uh, or something that's like a pop uh, like a really popular Reddit post or, you know, some tech website doing a roundup of like, here are the five best docs or here's the five best styluses. And that just lives and it's like a really high ranked page and people go there. And so for ongoing traffic, I don't think it's about some like story on the verge of like, oh, hey, check out this new product that does this. There's like so much of that now that I think it's like that's kind of over and it's kind of foolish to like shoot for that. And and so really what you should shoot for is like, either some like niche product that like does something that a lot of people are looking for, not everyone, but you know, it's like, Hey, this is the thing. Um, like if you're looking for a thick style, it's like, okay, here's the one, or it's just like a really good version of something. And it will kind of, it will, it will show through. I mean, I think, I still think that like, even though there are so much stuff, there's so many like Instagram ads and like Indiegogo campaigns and like, just like stuff out there. I still think products spread best by word of mouth and so if you sometimes it's like slow but um i i don't know i think that's really what it is now it's just like quality things that like work well and have a story to tell it's kind of the whole jam and like being first is not really important or at least that feels like a better way to build a sustainable business um yeah exactly yeah like we could go after a bunch of flash and pan stuff but yeah, it would not go well, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. We could we could do a dance tech corner. I would love that. We already did a dance tech corner. It was called a, a dance pre corner, but we could do it if you want. <laughs> we need a jerk, 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 jerk. I need someone to jerk, 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 jerk. 
Um, Dan, do you listen to you don't listen to Vim Bam, so it's not a funny joke to you. Uh, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So what if I just go like this? Dance Tech Corner. Oh wow, it's happened. It, it started <laughs> out of nowhere. The Tech Corner has ascended upon us. What do you have for us this time, Dan? What's in the Tech Corner? Well, you, I mean, you've got to pick the topic, as always. Oh, okay then. So, all right. What do we have today? Oh, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about foldable screens. Okay. From your list, because uh, the Samsung Galaxy Fold is going to be on sale, like, in a week or so, and Mm -hmm. there's been a bunch of uh, videos and articles been uh, published about it over the last couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. as it seems like Samsung is starting to allow people to actually touch it uh, where they were not <laughs> allowing people to touch it before, which led to a lot of people thinking that, like, oh, this thing is a bust. But the it seems like the overall sentiment, like, and this, I think really all that's been, all that's been happening so far is, like, hands-on and people are getting them, but there haven't been reviews but I've watched uh, MKBHD's review. I've watched Dita Bones' review, or like hands-on at the uh, at the Verge, and Casey Neistat had a hands-on too. And frankly, I think this thing looks about as good as anyone could have imagined it to be. Like best case scenario. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to what you have to say about foldable screens in general like why this has entered its way into the pantheon of dagon's tech corner <laughs> well this I, I entered this uh i entered this onto the list a few weeks ago when it was the hot topic mm-hmm. uh but i guess it's coming around again now that this phone is becoming available did you are you ordering one by the way i as of yet still can't i don't know why ah. like maybe they're being weird about outside of the u.s right now but like my plan is to still get one when i can Cool. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I kind of forget exactly what I had to say about it, but my general impression is like, I'm, I'm on board for it. Like, I think this is the, the next form factor that makes sense for, uh, for devices that we carry around in our pockets. Um, and it's really simple, I guess, is if you just look at like the iPhone and the iPad and how, it would be nice to have both of those just be one thing. I mean, that's that's stupid and, and obvious, but it's like the the old thing where it's like people want big screens and they also want small phones. So how do you have those? How do you have that physics problem uh, uh, resolve itself? Um, and so specifically, just what we've seen so far. Uh, it seems to me that the there's kind of the Samsung phone, and then uh, there's also a Huawei phone. But the Huawei phone is coming out some point later on this year, like in the second half of the year. Yeah. So from what I understand, with the current screen folding technology, is that it's similar to a piece of paper to where you can fold it and you can kind of loop it. And there's going to be a a bit of air, but Mm -hmm. if you actually creased it, it would be like paper where Mm -hmm. it would, there would be a crease and that's what you're wanting to avoid. So that is why the Samsung phone, if you look at it from the side, it looks like that weird Microsoft laptop where there's like a gap of air, like a teardrop gap of air in the middle of it. Yeah. If you 
close it, you can see through it a little bit. Right. And so that for that reason, I think the the Huawei phone makes much more sense as a design approach where you have the screen wrapping around the outside. So I disagree. I feel like okay. I'm in the very small club of people that disagree. I also had somebody write into another show that I do to, to explain how we can name these uh, with origami words. So you've mm-hmm. got mountain and valley. So the, uh, the, the Huawei phone, it folds like a mountain because the screen goes on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of folding mm-hmm. it into a peak effectively. Mm-hmm. And on the Samsung phone, it's like a valley because you fold mm-hmm. the screen closed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These screens are made of plastic. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Huawei phone is going to get destroyed. It is completely unusable past day one. Like, well, okay. Uh, I'm not necessarily comparing the Samsung phone to the Huawei phone, more okay, the, sure. the approach. If you can make it that this device would never get scratched. But mm-hmm. how, is, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm just saying, like, imagine in a world where we create scratchless plastic. Right? Well, or, or just say, well, there was that rumor also that, like, Apple with Corning or whatever has, like, there's like foldable glass or like bendable glass, uh, some <laughs> yeah. kind of, I don't think it's glass glass, but I think it's sure. some kind of like, I just love when thing. we get into these terms. It's like, Oh, right. Yeah. It's, it's unbreakable, uncuttable glass. Yeah. Just, yeah. just fold that. You could fold that. Right. Fold uh, but I think I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If 10 years from now, there is a material that folds that is much more resistant to scratching than the plastic on these phones. Like, well, that wouldn't surprise me. I could see uh, plastic, but with just like really fancy coatings on them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's, I, I think it's probably really difficult to do a clear coating that's very hard. But you know, like diamond, you know, you know, you can put like D, like you know, like uh, like diamond, like PVDE kind of coatings on things, and they can be clear um, yeah, or ceramic. I also just wonder that like people break their phones all the time, right? So we use cases. How do you put a case on the Huawei phone? I would say that if you're looking 10 years out, people won't be breaking their phones. You think? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, especially if we're going down this road, we'll just get away from glass or glass will be way harder to break. Oh, or... because we have that unbreakable folding glass. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> no, but I, I, don't, being I don't know about stupid, folding but, glass, you know. mm-hmm. but if something will fold, it's going to be way less. It's not going to break, right? Because breaking is about rigidity. And so mm. I, I could see... Um, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't put it past material scientists to to do some of these things. Uh, if there's like a a move away from glass as like a has to be glass kind of thing. If, if basically if like people because right now if you released a phone with with like a plastic screen, um, the internet the tech press would flip out. Right. E- even if it performed really well, people would still flip out. I, I think it's just like a you know, it's kind of like an expectation thing. But if we move away to more kind of exotic or just interesting materials uh, that are composites or something to, to do some of these form factor things, you know, I, I from an actual durability standpoint, like I'm, sh- I'm sure someone can make a plastic with a fancy coating on it that's like pretty not scratchable, but it just might be really expensive at this point or something or not ready for scale, you know. Yeah. So durability concerns aside, which is for these current phones is definitely a legitimate uh, concern. But just talking about the two design approaches, what here's what I like about the Huawei phone. Uh, I think what I like the most about it 
aside from like eliminating that weird air gap is uh, I like that you're looking at a screen and then when you unfold it, you're just like growing the size of the screen. I think it's too jarring to be looking at a screen and then opening a thing and you're now looking at a different screen. Like I, I don't like that transition mm. from one mm-hmm. thing to the other. Uh, so I think that's really important is just like you're, you stay in one experience and you're just growing or shrinking it. Um, and then there are just like some other uh, wins you get with this approach. The biggest one I think is, the way they've engineered this phone is really interesting where it has like the screen folds around the back and then it kind of stops short of this camera bar that like equals is like two X the thickness of it. So it kind of, it meets flush uh, and that's where all the cameras are. And so you can now take a selfie with the best camera on the phone because there's yeah. now a screen there to see you yeah. know what you're looking at. They definitely have some parts like that, which is, which are better thought out, right? Um, yeah like i am you're right like i was more talking about between these two phones which i think is better and i think that you know the huawei phone has some issues but like from a conceptual standpoint it's really very interesting because yeah samsung have put six cameras on their thing to Mm -hmm. deal with this they have six cameras (laughs) there's one on the front front hey remember remember what we said last dance tech corner though (laughs) yeah but this is different they're not working together you put 10 cameras on right now (laughs) like one on the front two on the inside three on the back and that's less than ideal right like that's enough a reason the thing costs nearly two thousand dollars right that's clunky it's clunky is what it is cameras aren't expensive though but But, uh I I think I agree with Dan. I think I just like I just like imagine like sitting on a subway or something and you're reading your phone like you know pull out your pocket you're like looking at tweets or you're like looking you click on a link you're at an article and you're like oh, okay I'm going to read this and you just being able to just like pull around the back and unfold it into like more of a almost iPad-y size that feels like the exact right like experience right like you don't want to of the like open it and have the screen flicker and like it load you know it's just like wouldn't mm-hmm. just like a man i'm imagining that in like a um especially in the world of like you know responsive design now it's like it'd be so satisfying to just like for it to kind of when you unfold it it just kind of like you stay in the same place and content mm-hmm. there's no reloading that that feels mm-hmm. like uh that feels like the right thing to me mm-hmm um so yeah the durability thing i mean you know honestly like i could see people walking around with this thing in like a little sleeve like a little sleeve or something and they just like pull it out of the sleeve uh to just like, have this like, like a syracuse cool... pouch yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you know but, but until these things get you know a little less and hey maybe this thing is durable i mean has anyone actually talked about it not being durable or are we just assuming because it's plastic it's not durable someone's going to but nobody's uh, you know someone some some reviewer is going to take some keys to it but nobody's had yeah. the opportunity to do that yet and i'm i mean whilst i am typically of the idea that those types of tests when people do this stuff to iphones and they try and break them and do drop tests i'm typically of the idea that that is ludicrous and wasteful uh, and distasteful for this mm-hmm. particular phone I'm interested because this is a mm-hmm. different type of thing. You know, like the first time somebody did that, like if Apple comes along and they're like, we've created this amazing new glass technology, 
I want someone to drop it so I know what that's all about, right? But like, there are people mm-hmm. that do it to every single device, and I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but for this one, I want to have some reviewer show me what it's like to run a set of keys across the screen and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah, it's interesting to know that because it's like, well, then we'll understand a little bit better about whether how how like far away we are actually from this being a realistic thing because if mm-hmm. if it turns out that like we are that the what is being put in the first set of these phones like cannot even cope with stuff like with the most basic kind of scratches then we'd be like oh okay there's still quite a way to go on this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i am keen to see that yeah i don't know I, we'll see uh We'll see. I, I bet the future of this is not foldable glass, but really fancy coatings mm-hmm. on 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 some sort of plastic thing. Because yeah. I mean, for instance, like even like something like Cerakote, like Cerakote makes like a clear coating and it's ceramic. It's like very, very hard and durable. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it's clear enough for um, a screen like this. And, you know, there's like pro- lots of problems with applying it and stuff. But, you know, just the fact that they make machines that vaporize metal uh, and then have it land on other metals. <laughs> like, they'll... F- so, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, crazy things happen with coatings. Coatings are pretty amazing. And so I bet you that's the direction and not foldable glass. Because, you know, it just doesn't... It seems to me those are like cross-purposes with each other. Like glass, mm-hmm. the reason it's hard is because it's a crystalline, like rigid structure, and you're not going to ever fold that. Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm, who knows? I don't know about I bet. Stuff, but... I bet foldable glass becomes a marketing term. <laughs> it's not yeah, glass yeah, yeah. at it's all. It's like not actually glass. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's plastic, but feels like glass, you know? Yeah. Like it's smooth. Like it's got that smoothness to run your finger on, which plastic doesn't have. That's the other thing I'm like super keen to try. Like how does it feel to swipe on this thing? Like, is there different friction? Yeah. Like, what is it like? like I'm, yeah, well. I'm really keen. And this is why, like, you know, I am personally interested in this device for myself because I am very keen at understanding what it's like to have a device, like this high, weird hybrid device of all of these different things that it can or can't do. I, I think it's a... Mm-hmm. This is really, like, since the smartphone was introduced, this is the the next form mm-hmm. the smartphone could take. Right, like everything from the original iPhone has just been like it's been very linear, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just push things out in all directions, just keep pushing, yeah. right? Like push the physical size, push the screen, physical size, screen, physical, you know, like and that's just how it's been. But this is like you know, it's a smartphone because you can look at it and be like, oh, that does things that a smartphone does, but it doesn't look like one because it's cut in half. I think half. they nailed it. I'm looking at, I'm just like looking more and more at these renderings and stuff. And, you know, obviously there's going to be issues, but in terms of like how you, one would try to like make this happen where you can like magically have more screen real estate. I think this is the way. The, I don't think there's the going to be another phone? way to do it. The, 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 yeah, Huawei. Huawei phone, one, yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah, the, you don't want to crease. Like there's no way to avoid that crease in the middle of it. It has um, a crease. Especially as you get thinner. This one still has a crease. Like you can find images of Talk it. Talk about on the screen. Yeah, even th- even still, it does have one. Well, okay, but yeah, but but because there's a radius. Like if you think about like this thing could get way thinner and still mm-hmm. have a pretty decent radius. But if you think about, you know, the other way where the screen's on the inside, 
the thinner you get, the tighter that radius has to be, and which means there will be a straight up crease. Like there's no way to physically avoid that. So yeah. mm-hmm. like they don't make yeah, like that does not exist. So um and that won't like won't exist. So this is like the way. And 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 like I said before, I think this is the ideal like user experience uh in, in like physically. So Obviously, it's going to get thinner and durable, but I, I don't know. This feels... Um... Yeah, so my uh, my kind of questions about this uh, this form factor is how how does using like a square tablet feel? Because that's what you get basically mm-hmm. when you unfold it. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to see a trifold one uh, where... The mm-hmm. the quote unquote front of the phone is like the back of of a pamph of a trifold pamphlet, uh, which just imagining that would be really cool because you can literally have the screen go edge to edge, like you can have it spill off the you know spill off the sides on both sides, like it would be. Uh, I think it'd be really nice in that regard. Xiaomi, another Chinese company, their mm-hmm. concept of a folding phone is that. They've only showed off a concept. Yeah, it, you look at the phone and you fold uh, edges like from either side. Oh, there's two edges. Yeah, gotcha. Right, so you can you're looking at it and it's all screen. It's just all screen, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you pull two parts from the back, or you can pull just one side depending on what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but theirs is purely a concept right now. Let me look at this concept. Are the two sides uh, like the full? They're symmetrical. Are they little? Are they little halves? So they're little half sides. Well, there's even a bar in the middle of the back where yeah. you, there's camera bumps and stuff. So I'm talking about like a true trifold mm-hmm. where it's three segments that are the same size roughly, and they kind of overlap twice. So you have like a three x thickness. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, uh, he's about to fold it in this video. So yeah, this is yeah. So that they just meet in the middle. Yeah, it's close to what you're saying, but it's yeah, not it's exactly close to what, what I'm you're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do these things snap open? So the Samsung one does. It has like okay. uh, the hinge looks incredible. Like they, they you know, yeah. shown big pictures of the inside. It's like full of all these gears and stuff. And it makes a kind of like a snapping. And they put magnets in it. So when it closes, it snaps too. Yeah. So that's like a tactile thing that they've that they've. Well, I think you need it. I think chosen. you need a rigid thing. I don't think you ever want it to be like wanting to Soft, hold itself yeah, back. Yeah, you, yeah, it's got to be... It, see, I wonder, though, like when I look at people do it, right, it looks like it takes something to open and close all these things. These things need to be yeah. flying out of people's hands, right? Like, <laughs> you want it to be like a butterfly knife where you can just like flip it open. Oh, it's got like a quick release <laughs> a button. Knife, yeah. Don't get your finger caught in it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I never understood in Westworld why they're tablets were so floppy like it's like they were holding a pamphlet it's like man don't you want those to like click like click into place to where yeah, you have like a rigid that. tablet yeah, yeah. Well, it has to that's like a requirement yeah i think yeah. you can't like imagine trying to play a game on like a thing that's <laughs> oh, trying to fold i mean like yeah. and that's yeah. the point of this right like why would you want this besides reading it's like games and reading so yeah it's like and watching videos required. Yeah, watching the sweet videos. Although it's interesting, uh, in this in the uh, Huawei one, because it is like a square ratio, like watching it, you don't really get much extra real estate. Uh, yeah. If <laughs> you don't get you any extra just, real estate, yeah, you could just turn it sideways and watch it that way, and it'd be basically the same. Yeah, I would say I don't know. Like if this thing was like okay, if like let's pretend Apple made this right, and the screen was not as durable, 
I think also people could just get used to like it goes in my pocket and nothing else is in my pocket when it's in there because I have this like thing that can get scratched. You know, I'm, it's not that pouches, man. Not, pouches. I don't, I don't think that's what a pocket is. A pocket is a patch. Now I know yeah. if like if you have a purse, that's a very different situation. But um, yeah, I mean if Apple if Apple made something that was cool and foldable and seemed awesome. And part of the compromise, because all design is compromised, as we know, is like the screen is not quite as durable as their glass screen phones. Like that would be a trade-off I would be willing yeah. to accept. Yeah. Apple care. It's just yeah, Apple care. You'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Doesn't co- doesn't cover micro abrasions. Yeah, they'll sell they'll sell those machines where you stick CDs in to like polish them back to good. <laughs> you'll just like with this plastic, you'll just like, okay, gotta polish my screen. <laughs> you just ever uh, so get slowly getting down to the circuit board. Right? You just like <laughs> right. every day you polish that screen, it's getting closer and closer <laughs> to the metal. <laughs> yeah, micro abrasions also don't matter. Like you know, if you have micro abrasions on that screen. And it's on. You don't see that. Oh, boys! I have like multiple scratches on my iPhone tennis. I don't know how I did yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Like I have I one have a... straight across the middle, and then some up in the corner. And like I can really see them when the screens are off. When the screens on, I don't see anything. See them? Yeah. yeah. It's I. You know, it's like this. I think it's totally a trade off. That's like not a big deal. And I bet you this is more durable than you think. Like this is not going to feel like one of those old like resistive touchscreens where it's like it feels like. Or like like an ATM touchscreen where it's like, oh, here's this really soft like plastic. It's not going to feel that you way. You feel like you have to wet your hand before you touch it because it's just yeah, so no, much friction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like that. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this show by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 50.